Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Um, okay, Andrea. Um, I was initially diagnosed with breast cancer in September 2019. Um, I found a lump, went to my GP, um, and from there I was referred to CUH. Um, so that followed, you know, after that, it followed like nine, ten months of treatment. So I had surgery followed by chemotherapy and radium. Um, at the time, I suppose it was a lot easier, Andrea, because the prognosis was good. They had removed all the cancer as far as they were aware. And, you know, once I had finished the treatment, then I was able to get back to living life. And yeah. glad to have had that prognosis at the time. And certainly when you have young children, you know, that that's all you want. Mm. So unfortunately then in um, January of last year, January 2022, I started getting pain in my shoulder, on my right shoulder. So um, at the time I was a home help for the HSE. So it involved a lot of driving. And initially I put it down to, you know, the driving and I might take a painkiller here, a painkiller there. And then I found by April, May, I, you know, I was taking painkillers for four months. So I thought, you know, I need to start investigating this because other than that, I felt well. Yeah. So I went, yeah, I went to my GP and she referred me for an MRI. And it's funny because when I was diagnosed in 2019, every time I had a little pain or ache, I'd say, what's that, mm, you know? I know? And it would kind of alarm me, whereas this time around, I never for a second thought that it might be any cancer returning. So my GP called me in a week later, and unfortunately, it looked like there was cancer in the bone of my shoulder. So I suppose from that day, you know, our lives as we knew it changed, mm. yeah, completely. Um. So from there, they obviously had to do a full check and make sure that there was, you know, the cancer hadn't spread anywhere else. Um, the only other tiny symptom I would have had was a pain in my right rib. And I, I you know, it would come and go. It, it wasn't something that bothered me hugely, but that can be an alarm bell for, you know, liver cancer. So um, I had a CT the following week and... Um, there were two large tumours in my liver discovered. So, not a good week. <laughs> You've had a lot going on, Lisa. Yes, yeah, a lot going on. Absolutely, absolutely. You mentioned, um, and sorry, Lisa, just in mm-hmm. terms of where you're at now from, from the second um, diagno- diagnosis, yeah, yeah like are, are you currently, are you going through treatment for that? I am, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I started my treatment last July so I am I'm on chemotherapy tablets so we'll say I'm taking them 21 days on and 7 off Okay. I then have hormonal injections once a month and then I have another type of injection then we'll say I'm literally having injections every 2 weeks they will also then um, continually monitor my liver markers because last July they were obviously very high with the tumours. Um, thankfully, with the treatment, they have reduced and the tumours have reduced slightly. Um, that will remain so for a while until... 
something else will have to be looked at. And, you know, it could be just looking at various different treatments to, pro- to prolong my life this time around. And how are you feeling day to day, Lisa? Um, I, I'm up and down, Andrea. Yeah, you know, it's know. funny, but to the outside world, um, people have said to me, you're fantastic and you're I'm getting mm. up, taking the kids to school, going to their activities with them. But, you know, a, a, a smile can hide, you know, can be a huge mask. Um, the thoughts of ever leaving my children, Andrea, you know, I, I, it is something I obviously hugely struggle with. Um, what um, age are the in, kids, Lisa? Um, they're uh, 13 and 11. Yeah. They're very young. So they're very young. They're very young, you know. Um, and they, they've both, I suppose, they're both dealing with it in different ways. Now, they've had a lot of play therapy, which I kind of started with them in August. And my 13-year-old daughter, it has certainly helped her a bit. Whereas my son is 11 and, you know, a typical Irish mammy's boy. And in his head, he can't ever imagine his mammy not being here. So, you know, we've ups and downs. Mm. We certainly do, you know. So, you 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 with the cancer tablets, Lisa. Does that mean do you take those at home? Are they yes. they're self administered? Yes. Yeah, yes. each day. But but there's yes. a lot going on though between you know you're going through treatment yourself and and then the kids and as you said picking them up from a school and yes. activities and all and all that goes with that. Um, what's the support services like? Well, I have now. I'm here. I have grief family support here, which is fantastic, you know. Um, I have amazing friends. I live in a little village and, you know, if ever I need anybody, they're there, I suppose. At the moment, I'm doing as much as I can myself because you don't want to let that go, you know. Um, the the chemotherapy nurses and Kerry General are outstanding and any time I have any little fear or you know, I, I would go in and they'll always reassure me, you know, and, and I ask them the same questions every time I go in. Um, so, guys, do you think I'll be like this this time next year? I suppose, you know, it changes everything, Andrea, mm. because before the diagnosis, you were always looking ahead and saying, you know, for instance, I'll do this to the house next year, I'll do that to the house the year after. And whereas now, it's maintenance. There's no, you know, it's kind of day by day. There's, you know, it kind of robs, it does rob you of your mm. future, you know. And all I can do is just make the best of it. And, you know, um, well, I, the one thing that really stood out to me when I had cancer in 2019, Andrea, was that, you know, it wasn't the surgery. It wasn't the treatment. I got through that. It was the financial aspect of it was just, for me, huge. And... I remember around the time reading an article about a man who was going through treatment himself and he was out of work and he went into Tesco's one day and his card bounced when he was paying for his food shopping. So my friends very kindly then set up a GoFundMe page for me in October because I suppose, you know, between everything dealing with my own emotions, kids' emotions and treatment, Mm. you know, it would be a worry less this time round. So the GoFundMe page has been set up um, just to help myself and the kids, and you know that, you know we can make memories. That you know, and I suppose that there might be something there for them. Then, you know, when I do go, and I suppose the biggest thing for me is that down the line, if 
you know, experience more sickness or pain, that we can stay here in the house together, you know, for as long as we can, and that, you know, we have the means to get outside help in. Because the cost of living, as we all know, has gone up so much, and it's just one thing I don't want to, you know, give my head space to worrying financially because I need to give that to my kids. So it's been absolutely, you know, a massive help. Fantastic. Yeah. What What about the government supports, though, that are in place, Lisa? I mean, how helpful are they? Well, they're, you know, they're, I suppose they are helpful and it's all helps Andrea. You know, I would guess I'm on illness benefit now at the moment, but... I'm guessing at, I think, 280 a week, Andrea. So, I mean, that's, everything helps and everything is fantastic. And, it, you know, it is good, but you can't live on this now, you know. Mm. And a couple of months before I was diagnosed, I changed my car. So, you know, you've you've got that, you've got a car loan, you've got heating has gone up, electricity has gone up. And I think it's very hard for anybody to live on social welfare now. There could be a lot more help for people like myself. And, you know, um, I suppose the help to keep us at home, I, I would definitely think as a country we're lacking in that. Okay. Um, absolutely, I have the support in terms of nurses, doctors, family. Um, but, um, but other than that, I, you know, there is nothing I can avail of. What would moment. help, Lisa? You know, if the, if, uh, if health, the health minister will just say, was chatting to you today or he's listening to this and, and, and they wanted to put more support services in place for, for you and I'm sure many other families in your position, what kind of thing might help? Um, I suppose helping with, um, you know, even the running of a house, Andrea, helping financially, increasing, you know, certain benefits. Um uh, anything would help Andrea really anything mm. you know would be I suppose better than, than what is available now um, you know increase the you know increase the amount of time people can avail of home helps and you know um, it's all so important If people Lisa are listening today um, mm-hmm. and there's you know your story I'm sure resonates resonates with so so, so many, many yeah, yeah. across the country what's the the, um, the the link to your GoFundMe page if you want, want to mention it um, I tell you it's, I, I, if you go to Lisa Broderick GoFundMe it will come up Listen Lisa thank you for, for joining us today and sharing your, your story with us um, You're welcome Yeah, And look mind yourself I hope you know I, I hope things go well for you and, yeah. and for the kids and as well And anybody else out there who's going through the same thing keep positive Yeah you know? absolutely yeah. Listen it was lovely to chat to you Lisa and thanks for, for getting in touch with us on the show Okay, thank you, Andrea. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.